make our confession. Father, as we hear this kingdom word today, we combine our faith with this word. Our ability to believe has increased. That which you have promised is released into our lives. We will never come up short. We have faith in your word. No good thing shall be withheld from us. Amen, amen, and amen. Let's jump into some scripture here. And uh, we're going to just talk through just a little bit. I'm going to give the last point uh, that I did not give on Wednesday night. Because when you find the moment, just like we've done in the song, when you find the moment that God is working in the midst of his people, you let God continue to work in the midst of his people. So on Wednesday night, when I got to point number two, God says, okay, I'm working with my people on this. So you just hang around. You can finish up some other day. So today is that day where I'll finish up. I want to call your attention to the book of First uh, Kings chapter 19, First Kings chapter 19. And we're talking about passion, but we're talking from uh, faith for the kingdom journey, faith for the kingdom journey. We started out talking about the uh, three P's. You have to have a promise, a priest, and a passion. So we're into passion now. Passion is extremely important. It's not something you can find very often anymore. Uh, people give up so quickly. Just one little thing and make them throw the tile in. So we want to talk about passions because there's going to be a whole lot that's going to happen if you're going to uh, ascribe to be successful. There's going to be a whole lot of stuff that happens. But you got to have enough passion to override whatever that is. That's 1 Kings chapter 19. I'm going to start reading in verse 1. I don't want you to, de to define Jezebel. Let me define Jezebel. Okay? Because I believe the religious church has done a poor job defining who Jezebel really was. Verse 1 out of 1 Kings chapter 19. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow. By tomorrow about this time and when he saw that when he saw that she wasn't there when he saw that he arose and he ran for his life and went into Beersheba which belongs to Judah and left his servant there but he himself went a day's listen to this journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree and he prayed that he may, might die and said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Then as he laid and slept under the broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, arise and eat. Then he looked and there by his head was a cake baked on coals. And a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and he ate and drank. And he went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights, as far as Horeb, the mountain. Of God spirit of the living God I am not anywhere other than where you desire me to be this morning I am in the center of my assignment I am in full agreement with your word and the Holy Spirit and the apostolic calling upon my life father there's a corridor of heaven open over this place where I speak where angels are ascending and descending just like at Bethel with Jacob. 
Spirit of God, speak through me that your people may enter into the best that you have for them. Father, I am not here for my own purposes or my own agenda. I am here because you have enlarged my territory, my territory, my mind and my heart. And you fill me with your purpose that this region and those who are listening to me in the surrounding regions will never be the same after I'm done delivering the message that you have given me on today. Father, my faith is engaged. My belief system is through the roof. I trust you with every part of me. In the name of our King, we pray, who is Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. You may take your seats in the presence of the Lord. As we talk from um, Wednesday night and we had point number three, I'm going to give that real quickly. And we talked through these portions of scriptures and points and we thought, talked about a cowardice person. As I went to the pulpit commentary, I found as I was doing my research, as they were being addressed, they were being addressed as a cowardice people. Cowardice is a lack of courage to face danger, uh, difficulty, opposition, or pain. Cowardice is a lack of courage to face danger, difficulties, uh, opposition, or pain. So you find a lot of that going around, not just in the secular world, but also in the church. The temptation that Jesus' disciples were going through, the temptation was to be a cowardice person, a person that could not handle danger or report of danger or difficulties or opposition or pain. So we started to talk about passion. Jesus had a passion. There's a movie that came out called The Passion of Christ. That passion, what it does, it gets you through the adversity, the trials just before the triumph. Anytime there's going to be a victory, there's going to be a certain time of trial and a certain time of challenge before you enter in to the best that God has for you. So there's going to be some opposition. There's going to be some things that start to happen. Even like now, I'm going to keep on preaching because there are always going to be something that tries to push you back away from what God has called you to. So you have to have a, a, a passion that pushes you beyond the dilemmas that are going on in your life and the ignorant people who have chose to war against you when God is warring for you. So this particular passion is a strong liking or desire for or devotion to some action, object, or concept. So it's something that's very strong that works from the inside of an individual that causes them to keep pressing forward when things are trying to push them backwards. So they keep moving forward. So we find an instance here as we get over into 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 1 through 8. We find an instance here where a woman takes the authority of her husband. And I want to let you see the dynamics here with this portion of scripture. Ahab is a king. Jezebel is a queen. She's not just a woman with makeup on. She's not just a woman of the night. She's the wife. She's the first lady. Biblically, we read it wrong. Traditionally, we misdiagnosed her. She is the first lady of Israel. Ahab is the king of Israel. She's a lady who sits next to her husband who's in power but doesn't know how to facilitate his power. So she utilizes his power to threaten the man of God. <laughs> she utilizes her husband's power to threaten the man of God. Okay. Let me give you this statement. Sustainable success is achieved through unending passion. You can't have a passion that ends and have sustainable success. No way. There's no way. Because somewhere in your life, a threat is going to take place. She didn't touch him. She didn't come into his presence. She sent a message. She sent an email. She sent a text message. 
And it threatened him so bad, he ran away from God's purpose. She sent a message when he heard the message or saw the message. The Bible said he ran. That particular threat caused him to flee God's purpose for his life. That's why we have to build up passion. Because those of you who are striving to succeed, you will be challenged. Not might, not maybe. You will be threatened. If it's not by this, and she represents a system of operation. I am going to open up a business. Well, the bank denies you a loan. That's a threat. I am going to start a ministry and then the neighborhood won't even allow you to even have a, a, a tent in the community. That is a threat. No great leaders that I have researched and studied went through any level of success without challenges or without a threat. There is always going to be a threat when you attempt to advance. I'll teach you on Wednesday about the threat that goes on with, with David. I'll teach you about the threat that goes on in the book of Acts with the apostles. There were, there were always threats. I, I, I don't look like I get threatened, but people look at me like they want to kill me. So I say, you better back off of me. So, so what I'd done years ago, because I understood this text before I left Pinson. I left Pinson, came to Center Point. Didn't have a building, but had faith. I had a promise. I had a priest, and I had a passion. The passion's still driving me right now. But I understood this text before I left Gilgal. And if you understand your Bible, Gilgal was a place of healing. Before I left that place, I, I understood this text and if I'd done something outside of tradition I was going to get threatened by some system you can't do that you can't preach like that you can't buy that you can't go there you can't so constant threats and I won't tell you what I said to the threats but I have a certain language that I use at a certain time the back religion up off me said you ain't going to stop anything that God called me to do you understand what I'm saying? So, so this, this, this force came as a threat. What is a threat? A statement of intent to inflict pain, injury, damage, or other hostile acts on someone in retribution for something done or not done. Stay with me. So what you call a threat, you need to use the definition. What has threatened you? Some of y'all get threatened every first of the month. Every time you go to your mailbox, you get threatened. Now that they're doing everything electronically, you're afraid to open up your emails. Because it's a threat. A statement of intent to inflict pain, injury, damage, or other hostile <laughs> acts on someone in retribution for something done or not done. So you're going to get a threat whether you do anything or not. I can sit here and have a religious service with you and I'm still going to get threatened. Or I can go after God's purpose and make the threat worth it. I chose to make the threat worth it. If I'm going to have opposition, it might as well be worth it. You might as well gain some ground if you got all these people trying to tackle you. 
Gain some yardage. So, so this thing about passion, it's not something you absorb in one service. It's something you build over a period of time. One adversity over the next adversity over the next adversity. You won't get past the second adversity if you don't have enough passion to overcome the first adversity. I, I think that we've done an awful job teaching faith. We want great faith with no opposition. How can you measure your faith and you ain't never been in a faith fight? We, we attempt to faith away life. You can't faith away life. The word that I heard challenged and started a battle. Because if I would have sat there, I never would have engaged the battle. I engaged in battle because I heard something that told me I could walk. So I attempted to get up and I didn't know that it was going to impact anybody around me just because I chose to stand. Let me, let me say something to the church. Let me say something to the church. Because this is in your Bible too. When the apostle Paul, this girl was following him who was, you know, had a master and she was a fortune teller. And then uh, it irritated the apostle Paul. So he rebuked the spirit. The spirit left him. And as soon as he rebuked the spirit and it left him, her, her owner, her, her master lost wages. So now they go and arrest the apostle Paul and throw him in jail. If the church really has an impact and starts getting people healed, St. Vincent's is going to come visit us. If, if, you, if the church ever becomes a real church and cancer starts leaving the bodies through anointed prayer, the cancer association is going to know, want to know what are they doing down there? The reason you're not attacked by systems like Jezebel is because you're not doing anything. And we love to sit under teachers that teach us how to do nothing. It's comfortable doing nothing because cowards do nothing. Let me tell you why it's taken so long to get this COVID under control. It's because somebody's making money. Somebody is benefiting and as long as they're benefiting and if we're the solution, you don't know who's benefiting until you come up with a solution. Say for instance, just bring it down just for a moment. Just for instance, let's say that you, you wash cars. You wash cars, okay? Uh, if cars stop getting dirty, you're out of business. So you want cars to get dirty even at, if you, at night you slip by there and throw dirt on the cars. Don't do that. Don't do that. But you want cars to get dirty because your life is built off of the resources from washing cars. So I want you to think about it because this is a Jezebel. This is how, it manipulates everything. It manipulates everything. I don't want to heal you. I want to medicate you. And I'm, I'm in partnership, so when I'm writing out the prescription that you can't read, sending it to someone who can read it called a pharmacist, I am setting the stage because we're in partnership. And I don't want you to stop being crippled. So you're surrounded by these systems that threaten you. And you want to know why people want to shut people like me up. Because I understand that Jezebel is not lipstick. It's an antichrist spirit that's in the earth, that's in the church, that's in the community, that's in your household. 
manipulating everything, making you think that there is no way out and I got to continue to be medicated so someone else stays rich except for you. wonder when am I coming out you're not coming out until you understand that that system is not for you and stop coming into the house of God with that religious I don't want nothing but my agenda done get a word on the inside of you create a passion on the inside of you get in the game so that you can win in life I was, I was over there thinking, I'm going to get to my three points. I was over there thinking, I'm going to get to my three points. I was over there thinking, and while I was over there thinking, I said, we don't have a whole lot of time in worship services. It's just a little bit of time, just a few hours a week that we're in worship service. Why does everybody fight to get in a position in the church and we only have a few hours in the church? Why is everybody all on their high horse to try to be in leadership in the church when all this stuff is going on outside of the church and there are positions everywhere outside of the church and there are things to do, I mean, you can, I mean, around the clock, but you want a position in the church, is it because you're losing to Jezebel outside the church? The church is a place of empowering and equipping and enlightening. The world is a place where we dominate. Not run in the opposite direction. Elijah was not in the church house. He got threatened and he ran. He ran right after a great victory. For those of you who have those temporary victories. And you think because you have the house and you have the car and you have the promotion that you're not going to get threatened. Elijah has just called down fire from heaven. And it responded. He's just wiped out Jezebel's prophets. And then she sends an email and he runs in the opposite direction. Not only did he run in the opposite direction, he ran, dropped his team off, and then ran a whole nother day in the opposite direction. How far are you away from your assignment? You got, you got 10 years before I start settling down. So if you don't like me now, but you got about 10 years before I start dropping a little bit in altitude and say it's more time for me to mentor than to stay out here like I am right now. So at least 10 years, I am going to tear up systems that ain't never worked for any of us. Not as believers. It is my intent to start a fight. It is my intent to disrupt systems that do not advance the kingdom of God. It is my intent to make sure that God's people are not deceived. It is my intent. And I'm passionate about it. And I'm not going to give up easily. Three points and then I'm done. I'm not talking about a black gospel. I'm not talking about a white gospel. I'm not talking about a Latino nor an Asian gospel. I'm talking about a kingdom gospel. 
you don't get this kingdom right, you will be the one that's deceived into staying in a place of oppression and you will, others will be deceived into being the oppressor. It's all deception. Number one, passion is the power that sustains you under the threats brought on by success. Passion is a power that sustains you after the threats brought on by success. Everybody wants to succeed. Everybody wants to succeed. Are you ready for the threat? Everybody wants to walk with me, so they think. Are you ready for the threat? I don't care how innocent you are. Elijah was innocent. <laughs> he, he was innocent. I don't care how innocent you are. Are you ready for the threats that come with success? Because as soon as you matriculate into any level of success, I've been trying to tell y'all. You know, I don't need all that because, you know, I got my master's now. I don't need all that. You know, I'm married now. I don't need all that. I got the position that I wanted, so I don't need all that. I, I'm living over in the nice neighborhood, so I don't need all that. Okay. 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 You, you go ahead and think that. No disrespect. But you, you go ahead and think that. And, and you go ahead and think that all the staff that they gave you are with you. You go ahead and think that. Why don't you wise up that when you get a position, you need to take your seasoned, trained, tried staff in with you. Okay, okay. So, so... Your passion is the power that sustains you after the threat brought on by success. So when you achieve a level of success, you cannot be depleted of passion. You can't stop worshiping. You ought to beat all of us to church. You should have been the first one getting your temperature checked. What do you mean you don't have time because you got business to take care of? Do you know what your business is about to do to you? You thought you needed a passion to get up. You need more passion to stay up. Let me help you. It, uh, you know, three times a week I minister. Three times a week. Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I do a lot of free stuff. That's the ones I talk to on the phone, texting back and forth. Or somebody meets me out somewhere and makes a withdrawal. So with that, I have to make sure my passion is high. So if, if my passion has to stay high, I have to have people around me that can handle the high volume passion. If I make you nervous because I'm passionate, nothing's wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me at all. You fill in the blanks. My life has already proven that I am going to migrate into more and more success. And before every step, there's another dimension of passion that comes into me. I never achieve anything without something happening inside of me that says, yes, Lord, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the passion, the strength, and the ability to carry out the order, which means that when something says on the inside of me, I can do it, what it does is when I realize who those are that don't like me while I'm there, as long as I'm sitting still, I've already made the mental disconnect 
because they don't want to go where I'm going. So I'm able to handle that pressure. So I want to explain something to you. You may have started out with, with, with a, a, a eight-seater and all of them filled. Now you're down to two people in your car. It's, it's the threats. I, I walked with a man that had threats, but I didn't know how to get out of the car. I didn't know how to get out of the car. And it's good that I didn't know how to get out of the car because I understand if I stay in the car, sooner or later the arrows will stop being launched. And I want to see the other side of all these challenges as it leads to a place that brings more influence over regions, to change regions so these systems no longer oppress God's people. The man who just opened up heaven, not just with fire, but with rain, is on the run. Never think that you've been strong enough and courageous enough to overcome the right threat without passion. Number two, number two, number two, number two. I am not just called to speak to Refresh Family Church. I am called to speak to the body of Christ. So if Refresh Family Church thinks I'm too hot, it's because I'm cooking for the world. If I seem a little bit overbearing, just step away from me just a little bit. And you'll get warm instead of becoming hot. But I have to stay hot because of the magnitude of those God had called my voice to reach. Number two, number, number two, number two. Elijah's passion for God's purpose was turned into passion for death by a threat he goes from having a passion for God's purpose. Let's clean up all this idolatry. Let's correct everything that's gone wrong under Ahab's leadership. Let's correct all of this. He's passionate about it. Then all of a sudden a threat comes. And his passion for God's purpose leaves. And his passion for death comes. One thing I learned, I learned very early, especially in ministry life. If you ever let go of your passion for God's purpose, you will long to die early. So I keep turning up my passion because I don't want to become suicidal. He begins to tell God, it's enough. This is what the man of God is saying, it's enough. He's praying. His prayer is not for God's presence anymore. His prayer, his prayer is to die. He goes from a passion for the things of God to a passion to leave the earth. You have to be careful when you handle the magnitude of God's power. And then you let a threat drive you away. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely respectful. This is the house I preach in, so you're being disrespectful if you don't want to cooperate. You, you're the one, not me. Okay. You should have never came here. You never should have turned me on if you weren't going to receive. You're the one that's being disrespectful. I didn't turn you on. <laughs> okay. If I come into an arena that I was invited in by some level of authority, 
then if that level of authority changes their mind concerning me being in that room and asks me to leave that room, I am going to leave that room. That's how simple it is. No arguments, no attorneys, nothing. I am going to leave that room. Because they ask me in, they can ask me out. Now, if they ask me out in what I have been assigned to and have jurisdictions over, it's going to be some serious problems. I mean real serious. Because I am not leaving my God-given assignment. Through no, absolutely no level of threats. Because I'm not going to be sitting under a tree longing to die. Because I ran away from the anointing that was on my life. My assignment, my journey points to the anointing and the power of God on my life. If I want to be depleted of power, let me get off course. If I want to be depleted of authority, let me get off course. As long as I'm functioning like this, it may make you uncomfortable, but I'm right on course. Right where I need to be. Doing exactly what I need to be doing. Impacting what I'm supposed to impact. You have to be careful because people will love for you to get off course and everything else takes care of itself. I spent a little time on a project, came right back to my seat that I never left. And I was pregnant and done more because I was still in my assignment. When you're outside of your assignment, you don't give birth to anything more. When you're in your assignment, you keep on birthing. I heard this years ago, God will only bless you to the point of your last act of obedience. When there is an act of disobedience, the fertility of your womb will dry up. So you can always tell who's on course, who's not. As long as I'm productive, I'm right where God wants me to be. Holding the mic that's only designated for me. I let Lady Davis borrow it. Sometimes she have a problem turning it on. But that's my girlfriend, so I'll turn it on for her. So, so... He, he's passionate, he's, he's driven. That's why you never want to engage on an 80 and drop back down to 50. There's this show uh, called Speed from years ago. Uh, and if the bus drops below, I think it's below 50, it, 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 has, it has some explosives on it. So, so they keep the acceleration up because if it ever drops below, everybody perishes. And see, what we don't understand, once we got out of that boat, Peter, you want to get in, you want to get out, I'm going to test it, I'm going to see if you're real, I don't know if you're real. I'm gonna, no, 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 no. I am not going to let chaos come to my consciousness. If I'm in, I'm in. It's settled. I'm not wondering if I'm your leader. That's subtle. That's not going to change until I raise up an Elisha. Well, well, you, you're talking about, I, I don't, I don't want to die. Have you ever thought, I just, I just wish I was out of here. <laughs> That's the same kind of thoughts. Just wish I was out of here. The suicide rate is going up because the deviation of purpose 
is so bountiful in lives of people who only achieve greatness through the purpose of God. But I have hope for you. 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 I'm not going to leave you there. Give me about five more minutes. I'm not going to leave you there. I'm serious about this thing. I, I am. I am. I am so serious about this thing. You, you're, you're somewhat serious about what you do. I am extremely serious about what I do. Because my wife is used to a king. She don't need to be led by a peasant. My daughter is so infatuated by my leadership. She said, I want to marry somebody like my dad. He's in this condition. He wants to die. But God always has a solution for those who are in those conditions. He says, I'm going to cook a meal for you. <laughs> I'm going to fix a meal for you. I'm going to send a word through Apostle, Bishop, Pastor, Stephen A. Davis, whatever you want to call me. I am going to cook a meal on the coals. I'm going to serve it to you today. Some of you wives don't even know what your, what your husband's thinking about, do you? I, let me tell you what he's thinking about. If he's outside of purpose, he wish he wasn't even in this earth. Because every man who has tasted a purpose and then has withdrawn from purpose is in chaos right now. You, the, the movement in your home is so limited, you can't tell he's depressed. I said, the movement is so limited in your home that you can't tell he's depressed. All he's able to do is go to work, come home, mow the lawn. I don't want to put video games in it, but you wonder what's wrong with you. Want to know why he's playing so many video games? Because he's depressed. And he lives in that fantasy land. Let me, let me tell you how to know it's broken. He'll pick up a book. That's when it's broken because it'll change the cycle of his thinking. As long as he's playing video games, you're in trouble. But, but, but we're here today. We're here today. We're here today. We, we came to bring some resolve. To those who were once faithful and now you don't even know where they are. Wonder, wonder, can I, can I just, I only have one more point. I only have one more. I had three, one more. Wonder who all missed Elijah. Oh, this is your Bible. This is your Bible. I just read my Bible and I apply it to my life. Wonder who all missed Elijah. You don't have to move out of the house to be missed. You just start functioning. <laughs> Jesus. I thank God for that double portion anointing. <laughs> From the beginning of the pandemic to now, I'm still functioning. Not going to give you an excuse. Not going to give you a bad example. Not, not going to throw the towel in. I'm still functioning. I refuse to be neutralized in a time when the body of Christ needs me the most. Number three, number three, number three, we're out. God is here to refurbish your exhausted passions. I'm going to bring a cake, cook it on coals. I'm going to bring you a jar of water because I want to refurbish the passions that are on the inside of you. 
You've been exhausted when you got that threat. It exhausted you. Took all the energy, took all the vision, took all the drive, took all the dreams, took all the energy and motivation out of you. But what I'm going to do, because you got a journey ahead of you. See, some of y'all, if you're not going anywhere, we're not talking to you. I'm, I'm talking to some people who, who are warriors who know you're going somewhere. You may have gotten hit with a threat, but you know you're going somewhere. You know there's something on you and something in you. All you need is a little cake and a little water and it'll start to revive that that's on the inside of you. You may have felt exhausted. But every bite you took and every drink you took, all of a sudden something started to happen on the inside of you. Some of y'all got something on the inside of you that all somebody's got to do is come and touch that little place on the inside of you. And it'll wake up your dreams again. It'll wake up your desires again. It'll wake up your passions again. (laughs) All you need. All you need is a touch. All you need. All I needed was a touch. They thought I was gone. I'm not gone. All I needed was a touch, baby. When I got touched, when I understood that heaven can still feed me. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem. You you got so used to eating from man's hand, you didn't know that heaven could feed you. I came to tell somebody on today that heaven has fixed a meal for you. Will you wake up long enough to eat the meal that heaven has prepared for you? I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I feel power in this house. I feel something supernatural happening in this house. I feel a shift right now. I feel angels bumping on you and waking you up. You've been asleep. You didn't know you were asleep, but you've been in a, you've been asleep. But today, 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 the Spirit of the Lord is going to wake you up and feed you a meal. You can't eat while you're asleep. Wake up, 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 wake up. It's time to eat again to the men and women of God, to the body of Christ. It's time to wake up and eat again. All that I can barely get up in the morning, it's over. All that I can barely get to work, it's over. All that I can barely come and worship, it's over. It ends today. All the exhaustion of your passion, they're broken right now. We're shifting you back in the right direction. I said we're shifting you back in the right direction. I don't care how old you are, we're shifting you back in the right direction. I dare you to start losing it in praise and worship and glorify the name of the Lord. Shift. Shift, baby. I know it's been hard. I know there have been threats every moment, but it's time to shift. I know you've been challenged. I know that you had suicidal thoughts. Shift. No weapon formed against the anointing on your life shall be able to prosper. Somebody shall. back got my anointing back got my assignment back got my promise back my priest fixed a meal for me I got my passion back now I dare you with your mask on that just lose it for about 30 seconds lose it in the Holy Ghost But I'm still here. I said I'm still here. 
put it in the atmosphere. I'm still here. Take it on up just a little bit higher. <laughs> they thought you were done. They thought it was all over. They thought they'd chase you out of town, baby. But they better get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get, 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 get ready. Watch this. Watch my comeback. Watch my next move. Watch my next anointing. Watch my next thing. You better tell somebody. If you thought I was something, watch this next move that I make. Watch this next flow. Your season of refreshing is the day. Drink, 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 drink. I said drink, 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 drink. Baby, you're going to be able to go for 40 days over this service. I said 40 days over this service. Every time witches, every time devils start threatening you, you go to your your Facebook page. Hit it. Play it again. Play it again. Play it again. Play it again. Let everything know that you're no longer in depression. You're no longer suicidal. You got power. You got anointed. You got presence. And you're going somewhere. 15 more seconds, 15, 15 seconds, 15 seconds, 15 seconds. That devil was afraid you were going to get up in here today. You were going to stream in today. Come on, bring it, y'all. We got a people who have been revived. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. Refresh Family Church is more than a church. To find out more, visit our website at refreshfamily.church.